Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 18. Are you okay? I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a poem by one of my favorite writers, Nikita Gill, entitled, Everyone We Know. I wonder how many people I know are out there battling demons and leviathans alone on this cold night. How many people I know who tell me they are fine and know how to expertly hide the cry for help behind their eyes. How many people are just a helping hand away from a moment that could better their entire life? And how many will never ask, instead ball up these terrible things inside themselves, thinking they are alone in their fight? It is a sobering thought. Everyone we love and know and hate are all suffering in some great or small way. This is why we must be swift with our kindness, make greater efforts at compassion when we ask someone if they are okay. There are very few people who, if they asked me if I'm okay, that I would feel safe enough giving a vulnerable answer to. There are even less people who would ask me if I'm okay that I know would even want or expect a vulnerable answer hey, how are you, has become as insignificant as a high five or a fist bump. Um, I did an experiment this past Sunday at church just to be aware of how many times that I heard the words, you know, how are you, how are you doing, uh, said around me, and how many serious answers were actually given. I stopped counting after 20, uh, between people walking past me or overhearing the words said by people around me, there was only one time that I heard when a lady asked her friend, how are you? And the woman said, I'm all right. And the first woman put her hand on that woman's shoulders and said, honey, what's going on? Uh, I slowly backed away because I didn't want to seem like I was eavesdropping, but it really startled me. Only one out of these 20 or more interactions ended with an actual conversation. One. The world we live in is so incredibly busy while at the same time so incredibly lonely. We are flooded on a regular basis by social media, the news, gossip, television, podcasts, and more. How much of that is actually helping or healing or feeding us? As much as I love the convenience of having a device in my purse that I can connect to my friends around the world, really at any given minute, I do miss the simple days when what was in front of you was what was in front of you. My husband Joel and I have recently been watching this sitcom that was popular in the early 90s. Uh, I didn't watch it when it was happening in real time because I was pretty little, Uh, but I have watched and have laughed so hard now taking it in in my 30s. We were watching an episode a few nights ago, and it dawned on me how present the characters were when they were spending time with each other and how in-depth their conversations were. Uh, I know it was a TV show, but I feel like it was 
really reflective of how friendships operated at that time. This was long before cell phones, so they had to plan their meetings in advance, call from pay phones to check their home voicemail if they were waiting to hear from someone, or if a friend was late, they would just wait for them because they had no way of knowing if something happened to them on the way. People showed up when they said they were gonna show up, and uh, there really was no way of letting anyone know if you were running late, so your friends just stood around and waited for you. It was kind of crazy. As I watched this show, it was amazing to see a group of people at a table looking each other in the eye and not down at a screen. They knew what was going on with each other, not because they had seen a post on social media, but because they asked, so what's new with you? And they told each other. I worry so much about the, un the generations that are younger than me. It's like they don't even know how to talk to each other, much less to their families. They've become so used to writing their feelings, um, they don't even understand the power of a face-to-face -face conversation. It does make me wonder if this is a factor and why there is such a strong presence of depression in the world today. Could it be part of the reason so many people battle loneliness and fear and shame? My husband Joel and I have this unspoken rule in our house. When we're having a conversation, when we're working on a project, when we're sharing a meal together, or spending time together one-on-one, -on -one, our phones are turned on silent, turned upside down, and set to the side where the screen is you know, facing down. We have decided that there is nothing so important that could possibly pop through our phones that can't wait just a few minutes. It's one of my favorite things about our marriage and life together. When we're together, we are together. We've been married almost four years now, but have been in each other's lives almost nine. Can't believe it's been that long already. Um, after knowing someone that long, you begin to be able to see them so closely that half the time, they don't even need to tell you that something is wrong. You just see it on them and you know it. We spoke in episode two, Seeing the People, about the way Jesus was able to see into a person so much so that he was able to literally experience what they experienced. He saw so deeply into those he was in contact with that when he experienced their experiences, he was moved with the compassion of his Father and was able to give them what they needed. I can't even imagine how intense it would have been to have Jesus look me in the eyes and ask me how I'm doing. Knowing the depth of his empathy would have been just radiating from him, I would probably have just started weeping before I ever got a word out. I wanna be able to see people like that. Jesus said in Luke 6:36, "'So be merciful, sympathetic, tender, responsive, and compassionate, even as your Father is all these.'" I had an experience recently that was the closest thing I've ever felt in this life to being seen by Jesus. Joel and I had gone up to the mountains of Moravian Falls recently to have dinner one night with our friends Susie and Cameron and Don. And when Don arrived, he walked over to me and he took my shoulders in his hands and he looked deep in my eyes. He smiled and then he sighed and then he hugged me so tight and he said into my ear, oh, isn't it wonderful to have finally let go of all that codependency? I was shook. <laughs> like I stood there for a second just being like, did he actually just say, what just happened? And then like I got teary eyed um, because what he didn't know 
was that I have battled with codependency issues for years. I even went through a season of attending CODA meetings trying to break that thing off of myself. Um, but it's only been in the last couple of years that I've finally found freedom from the spirit of codependency. And I hadn't seen Don in a really long time. And as soon as he looked at me, it was like he saw that freedom like all over me. And without any fear, he just decided to celebrate with me. I long to be that brave and that bold. Uh, you might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, this sounds wonderful. I would love to be that person that my friends and family uh, feel safe enough with and can see them, but I just don't even know where to begin. Well, I might have a suggestion for you that has helped me tremendously in my own communicating. In 2016, I was in a season where group therapy was a big part of my journey. We would begin our sessions with something called PEMS, P-E-M-S. Our therapist, Trish, would go around the room and ask us one at a time how we were doing right at that moment from four angles, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. You wouldn't believe how much you can get to know where a person is at in life right at that moment by asking these four questions. How are you feeling physically? How are your emotions today? How is your mental state? How is your connection to your own spirit and to divine? Another question that I find so incredibly helpful is, how is your heart? How are you, when you really think about it, can come across as one of two extremes. It can feel really vague to someone who feels unseen or unimportant, or it can feel overwhelming to someone who's going through a lot and doesn't even know where to start. One of my favorite poets of all time, Walt Whitman said, I do not ask the wounded person how he feels. I myself become the wounded person. I am learning every day that showing the compassion of Christ to those I love begins with simply paying attention. We follow that attention into cultivating a place of safety so that those we love know that not only are they seen, but they're protected. We take it a step further by the way that we listen. I'll tell you right now, I can read at the start of an interaction if we're gonna have an actual real conversation or if the other person is just waiting till I stop to take a breath for their turn to speak. Are we hearing for the sake of interjecting or are we hearing for the sake of healing? Everyone longs to be loved and to be seen. So many people live their lives never feeling either. I have come to learn in my own life that if I'm ever feeling unloved or unseen, the best thing I can do is start sowing those seeds into those around me. I can dig myself into a deeper hole of sadness by complaining about my lack, or I can pour the love divine has given out to me as seeds in such a way that I invite a harvest to myself. I read a quote online the other day that said something to the effect of, I asked God for cake, so he gave me flour, sugar, and eggs. We have all been given the same gardens to cultivate in our lives, and divine has filled us with the seeds we need to sustain ourselves and those we love. I long for the day when enough people are sowing seeds of compassion and kindness, empathy, forgiveness, love, and mercy, so much so that the whole world could be sustained by their harvest. And it can all begin with three little words, how are you? 
If you are in a place of learning to see, to love, to operate in the compassion of divine, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way to see, the way to listen, the way to be present to those we love. Meet me in my frailties and help me to shut down the noise of the world that pulls my attention and guide me to a place of focus. Open my eyes to see those in front of me and my ears to hear without barriers of my own issues. Teach me to cultivate a safe space for those I love to be able to share their troubles in without fear. I long to be a haven of rest and hope that can allow Holy Spirit to do the work that only Spirit can. Help me to slow down, to silence the noise of the world, and to be present right where you have me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a quote from writer and theologian Frederick Buchner. If we are to love our neighbors before doing anything else, we must see our neighbors with our imagination as well as our eyes. That is to say like artists, we must not just see their faces, but the life behind and within their faces. Here it is love that is the frame we see them in. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.